Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 15 of my real estate investing series. Today's topic is something that many of you have been asking for for a while now, and that is more information about how I got into real estate, what someone who might be interested in getting into real estate can expect, tips for getting into the industry, and what I've learned along the way. So stay tuned, we're covering everything here. Okay, welcome back guys. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of this series. We are at episode 15 already, I can't believe it. And we're gonna be talking a little bit more about my personal experience in real estate today. This is something that you guys have been asking me about. I get a lot of messages requesting this kind of content. And a lot of the people who have been watching these videos are actually real estate agents. So that's been really cool as well to see that the information that I am putting out in this series is actually being used and appreciated by other agents in the field. And some of the things that you guys have been asking me for is really to just learn a little bit more about getting into the industry, like how you find your first brokerage and things to look out for and how to get started in the career and what I experienced personally. So I'm covering all of that in this video. Before we get started, please, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like this video by giving it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you like this content. When you do this, it's a sign to YouTube that the content is good and YouTube will recommend recommend it to more people. If you are in my podcast crew, you're listening on the podcast, then please subscribe there and give this podcast a positive rating. For the same reasons I just mentioned, subscribing and getting a good rating really, really helps this podcast to be recommend it to more people. If you ever have any real estate related questions at all whatsoever, you can always email me anytime. My email address is christina.kremitis at lmn.com. My email address is also always in the description. And finally, if you would like to connect on a little bit more of a personal level, if you'd like to see more behind the scenes with me in places other than this couch, then please follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is downtown native. That's a great place for us to connect, get to know each other more personally, and you can always DM me there if you want to. So let's get right into it. The first thing that I think is important to at least mention as I get started on this episode is to mention that I did have a career before real estate. The reason why I'm mentioning it is because I think that it's part of what set me up to be ready for working in this industry. So before I worked in real estate, I was an advertising executive. My title was account supervisor, and I ran the development of global advertising campaigns for clients like Verizon Fios and Hewlett Packard. Of course, like any career, there were some projects that I worked on that I absolutely loved, some teams I worked on that I absolutely loved, and some that were absolutely miserable. Overall, I did love the work. I had the opportunity to be creative, but also engaged in business, in analytics, and in communication with high-level people like the CMOs of these big companies. I was doing very well. I was receiving my annual raises and promotions. However, there were some things that I didn't like about working in that traditional office environment. And these things are what kind of just built up over time and caused me to leave the advertising industry and the office environment overall. To quickly summarize some of the things that irked me about 
the office vibe. Just in case you are wondering if you have the same mindset as me, I'll start with the fact that you have to sit down with someone above you and get reviewed on an annual basis. Though I never had an issue with getting my raises and promotions, I still didn't like the idea that I had to sit down with someone who was technically above me, who may or may not have been better at their job than I was, who would get to subjectively judge if I was worthy of moving up the ladder. Another thing was that I hated that my salary and my job security was dependent on my client's available marketing budget. Advertising is highly volatile, so if our client's marketing budget decreased for any reason, even if it wasn't the fault of our own, the agency had to lay people off or freeze raises until they brought in more business. Another thing I didn't like about working in an office was that it always felt like there were predetermined processes and ways of doing things that weren't always the most efficient, but were required so that people could go about their day without really having to think critically about what really makes more sense, but rather it felt like everyone was just going through the motions. Of course, another thing was having to request days off and having someone that you need to answer to. So alternatively, real estate is pretty much the exact opposite of everything I just mentioned. You are completely in control of how much money you make based on how hard you work and how good you are at your job. My business starts and ends with me. I source my clients, determine how to best manage them, and I answer to nobody but my client. I'm fully autonomous, I think on my own, and I'm able to come up with my own processes. I choose who I wanna work with. I can decide to no longer work with problematic clients. I have complete freedom to work the days that I want, take off the days that I want. I use my own judgment on that. And one of the coolest things that I love about real estate that actually took some time to get used to after coming from an office environment was that everything in real estate is gray area. There really is never a straight up yes or no, right or wrong way of doing something. Every single scenario has the opportunity to be looked at with a fresh perspective. Everything can be challenged. You can really work in a way that makes sense. Something else that's really cool is that every single client that I work with is a clean slate. It's an opportunity to present myself with the best possible version of myself. And most likely my client doesn't even know who I was yesterday. Obviously I'm the same person every day, but we always learn and grow. So that's something that's really cool. So at the time when I was considering this career change, I was just really intrigued by the idea of complete freedom and the things I just mentioned. So I decided to make the change and transition my career into real estate. I always loved New York and apartment hunting. I wanted to know what was behind every door in the city and I wanted to make more meaningful connections with New Yorkers. Something that I remember from back when I was working in advertising was that whenever I would think about switching careers into real estate, I would get the greatest sense of calm that I ever experienced in my life. I almost knew I was going to do it for such a long time before I actually did it. And it was just how I knew that I really had to go through with it. Okay, moving on. The next thing that is important to cover for anyone that is interested 
in getting into real estate is what I did and didn't have when I started this career. A lot of people ask me questions related to this, so I'm going to hit on the most common questions. So let's start with what I did not have when I was getting into real estate. I did not have any sales experience. I did not have any experience in real estate aside from personal experience with my own apartments. I did not have a portfolio of clients, nor did I have a big network of people who were looking to buy, sell, or even rent an apartment. Now I'll mention what I did have. I had recently purchased my own condo in Manhattan, so I had a basic understanding of the process for purchasing real estate. I had been living in Manhattan for about nine years by that time, so I was comfortable getting around and I had familiarity with mostly all of the neighborhoods in the city. I also had roots in Brooklyn because I was born and raised there. So I was also comfortable working in that area, which allowed me to work with a broader set of clients. I had my prior experience in advertising where I was used to communicating with clients and I knew what it meant to work crazy hours and to work really, really hard. And finally, in true transparency, I had money in savings. And yes, I used some of it. I think this is important to mention because it does take some time to start seeing a high income when you're getting into real estate. So it's just something to keep in mind. You don't need to have a ton of savings, but I recommend something because something that I have noticed over the course of my career is that you should really never be worried about where your next check is coming from. And I think that you do perform better at this job when you aren't so worried about your commission and when you're really just focused on the work. Next, I'm going to tell you what the two scariest things about going into real estate were for me. First, definitely was giving up my salary. In real estate, if you don't work, you don't get paid, and worse, you lose momentum. It's very much the kind of job where you feel waves of business, and when you are hot, you really need to keep it going and keep up that momentum. It's like the concept of body in motion stays in motion you really always wanna keep moving. The second scariest thing for me was becoming my own boss. As amazing as it is, it's a lot of pressure. It's human nature to doubt yourself and question if you have what it takes to run your own business and be your own manager. It's my responsibility to set my own goals and I am the only one that checks in with myself to make sure that I'm on track. I had previously always depended on an exterior construct to guide the progression of my career. Having it lie in my own hands, though it was very liberating, was also a completely different feeling of stress than I had ever experienced before. I feel like you only really know what I mean when you're in the position because I had been in very stressful situations in previous jobs, but this is really just different. If I were to choose though, I would always choose this experience over having to work under a manager. Next, I'm going to cover how exactly I got started. I studied for the New York real estate salesperson exam and I gave myself a two week deadline to pass the test that obviously is rushed i think that it probably is more reasonable to take a month or two for the studying and test but the reason why i rushed it was because it was already july 
when I was doing this and I knew that the company that I was going to be starting to work at was going to require me to do a certain number of rentals before I could start working in sales. So since sales was my goal and I knew that August was really the month to do rentals, it's the time that you can get rentals on the fastest, I knew I needed to be like fully trained and ready to go to do these rentals in August. So that's why I rushed it. I don't think everyone needs to rush it though. There really is no reason why you wouldn't just get it done as soon as you can and get licensed. So in order to take the state exam and get your real estate license, you have to be sponsored by a brokerage firm. So here's where I'm gonna talk about one of the other common questions that I get is how do you choose the first brokerage that you work at? There are two really important things that you must consider when you are comparing brokerage firms to get started with your career. The first is whether you want to work as an independent agent or if you wanna work on a team. And the second thing you need to figure out is the percentage split of your commission that is gonna to go to you versus what goes to the company. I interviewed with several brokerage firms and several teams and I compared what they were offering me. So when it comes to deciding if you want to work on a team within a brokerage or if you want to be an independent agent, it really just is a matter of preference. When you work on a team, you do get benefits like the fact that the team already has business coming in, they can train you. So if you don't already have a lot of industry knowledge, you can definitely get a head start by joining a team. It's really not a bad way to get into the industry as long as you are okay with working in a team environment and having a manager working over you. Conversely, if you are getting into real estate for the sake of working on your own and you don't wanna have anyone telling you what to do, then being on a team is not the best option for you. Now regarding the commission split. When you're working in real estate, whenever you collect a commission, you must split the payment with your brokerage. Every brokerage has a different percentage that they are willing to give to you from the commission check. Obviously your goal is to get the largest percentage possible for yourself. This is something that you'll need to negotiate on for yourself when you're talking to these different companies. And once you gain experience and sales under your belt, you'll be able to eventually negotiate for larger commission splits in your favor. If you're interviewing with a team, be sure to ask them exactly how your commission splits will work. Usually in a team dynamic, part of your commission goes to the team leader in addition to the split that you share with the company. So you are making less money on each deal. So be aware of this and be very clear on the exact amount of money that you're going to be making for yourself and use this information to balance your decision on where to work and whether or not you want to be on a team. So after weighing all of my options, I ended up choosing to not work on a team, mostly because of all of the reasons that I was switching into real estate in the first place. And I signed on with a small real estate brokerage where I knew I was going to get the training and support that I needed. This was honestly the luckiest move I could have made. I was paired with an amazing and supportive mentor who taught me so much. He checked in with me and he offered just the right amount of management where I was still completely autonomous, but I was still able to lean on him as I learned. He gave me a strong foundation as I learned negotiation, ethics, and process that I am thankful for to this day. His name, by the way, is Jeff Rangotch and we ended up becoming friends. As a whole, the first company that I worked at offered the training that they promised and most importantly, they provided me with a steady flow of leads. If you don't know what a lead is, it's a a person who may be interested in your service and who may complete a transaction with you. Even though the company provided the leads, it was up to me to cultivate them, to foster loyalty with them, and to complete a successful transaction with them. 
I had the opportunity to work on them independently, which allowed me to really learn what I was doing. After working there for about two years, I was able to move on to a larger firm that had more brand recognition. And now I generate my own clients. I'm currently at Douglas Element and I absolutely love it. If you are a new agent and you're considering Douglas Element though, I definitely recommend starting on a team if you're gonna start at this company. Overall, I would say that I got the equivalent of five years of experience in my first year working in real estate. I don't recall the exact numbers, but I was able to complete about 20 transactions in my first year and I was able to focus on sales, which is where I really wanted to grow my business. The fact that I was working autonomously with the support of an amazing mentor allowed me to get firsthand experience solving problems and thinking of creative ways to close deals that I would not have learned in a year working under someone else. So by the end of my first year, I was ranked in the top 5% of agents at the entire company and also won an award for being in first place for the number of deals closed in one time period within Jeff's department, which was comprised of about 50 agents. This was my proof that I was able to succeed at this and it gave me even more motivation. My recommendations for someone getting into the industry. You should spend a lot of time weighing which brokerage you want to join and which brokerage is going to offer you what you need. If you do not want to join an established agent or a team in order to start building your business, then I recommend starting at a small company that offers a lot of training targeted to new agents. A brokerage that offers leads or clients would also really help you. And finally, don't be afraid to negotiate for a larger percentage commission split. You'd be surprised that there's a good chance that you'll get what you ask for. These are the things that I've learned over the course of my career so far. You're pretty much working 24 seven unless you intentionally take time off. You're usually showing apartments to clients when they're not working, which is usually evenings and weekends. And then during typical working hours, you're working on getting new clients, you're following up with the clients you're already working with, you're negotiating deals, you're working with attorneys and lenders, and you're scheduling client appointments. A real estate transaction is a highly emotional experience for the client. They're usually working through the logistics of moving, this is the place that they live, and there are a lot of emotions tied to it. It's a big milestone, so you need to be able to deal with people through the biggest change in their life. This is also the kind of job where everything that can go wrong tends to go wrong. You need to be able to anticipate issues and have the solution already figured out before the problem happens. Typically, the most successful agents are highly organized people or they're able to hire very organized people to help them with that. Like I mentioned earlier, I do recommend having some money saved if you're thinking of getting into real estate. Also, managing your money becomes more important than ever because paychecks aren't always consistent. You may earn $60,000 in commission in one month and then nothing the following month. Also, taxes are not taken out of your commission checks. So getting used to transferring about 40% of each of your checks into savings so that you can use it for taxes is also a good idea. Finally, it's very important to be optimistic if you work in real estate. A large factor in determining your success is going to be your mindset. You want to be a positive influence on your clients and on yourself. What you think will happen is what is going to end up happening. So you want to always trust your abilities and know that you're going to become great with practice. So I think that that is a good place to stop for this video. I hope that it answered most of your questions. And if you do have any other questions after watching this video, 
please, please send me an email. You can always email me at any time. And also, if you are interested in getting into real estate and you would like to work with me, please send me an email. My email address is christina.cremitas at element.com. Now that hopefully we can start getting to work a little bit more after this pandemic, I'm starting to look to build my team and I would love to bring on hardworking, smart people. So that wraps up this video. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope that you found it valuable. Please be sure to give this episode a thumbs up and subscribe if you like this content. I really, really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram, Downtown Native. All of the ways to contact me, I always include in the notes in the descriptions below, as well as everything that we went over in the video. Stay tuned for episode 16 and I will see you guys soon.